Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Hey there, and welcome back to the PA the FI Way podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and thank you so much for taking the time to take a listen to this episode today. I can't believe it, but this is already the 80th episode that I've recorded for PA the FI Way. And for the topic of this episode, I wanted to take it back a little bit to the basics to talk about investing and specifically very common myths that are associated with investing. As you've heard me talk about on many of the PA the FI Way podcast episodes, investing is a foundational concept and action to help you create and build wealth for yourself and your family and ultimately reach financial independence in the future. And that would be the point where you have enough funds that are invested or coming in, either from the stock market or bonds or businesses that you own or real estate, where you no longer have to work if you want to cut back on your hours or stop working altogether and pursue other passions or hobbies in your life. So the first myth that's associated with investing is that you need a lot of money set aside to actually get started with investing. And the fact is, is that this isn't true. You can get started by purchasing shares of stocks, meaning that you don't have to buy a full stock and spend the several hundred dollars or perhaps several thousand dollars to buy one full share of a stock that you want to purchase. In most accounts that you can invest within, whether it's a retirement account such as a 401k or a Roth IRA or a health savings account, otherwise known as an HSA or a taxable brokerage account, you can get started with very minimal amount of money. Sometimes there isn't even a minimum that you need to get started to invest in. Another common myth about investing is that investing is only for rich people. And this also isn't true because investing is how you can build wealth and become a rich person. It's not only something that rich people have access to. As a PA, you very likely have access to retirement accounts through your employer that you can invest within. But even if you don't have the luxury of having a retirement account option through your employer, through your workplace, you could open something called a Roth IRA. IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. So it's an account that you actually open at whichever brokerage company, such as Fidelity or Vanguard, etc. There are many options out there. And you can elect to invest money within there yourself. And one important step with a Roth IRA is that you want to make sure that you elect to have the money invested. Otherwise, it's just sitting in there, not earning much interest, sort of like a bank account, whether that's a checking or savings account. 
And if you'd like a refresher on 401k accounts, Roth IRAs, go ahead and take a listen back to episode 13. And in episode 12, I touch on HSAs as well. Another common myth about investing is that some people think that investing is really hard, really difficult, and or really time consuming. And this simply isn't the case. Investing can be done automatically once you have systems set up in place where you can set it and forget it, meaning that you don't have to take any time to remember to invest and to take the steps and the action to invest, whether it's biweekly for your paychecks or once a month or whatever you choose to do. Many investors nowadays are proud of the fact that they are lazy investors. Investing is a area of life that it's great to be lazy in. Because if investing were hard and that you had to take an action to do it all the time, many people would forget about it, would postpone it, and not get it done. So I encourage you to try to automate your finances as much as possible, including investing. And a great place to start is your employer-sponsored retirement account, such as your 401k. You can elect to have a certain amount withdrawn from your 401k during every paycheck and automatically placed into your 401k to be invested in. And then you can elect what type of investments within your 401k usually. Now, some companies unfortunately don't let you have that choice. They just pick different investments for you and you can analyze them and research them to see if they are something that you agree with. It's nice if they give you the option that you can pick because We've touched on the benefits of investing in low-cost, broad-based index funds, meaning things like an S&P 500, which tracks the 500 largest companies in the United States, and you are investing in all of those companies within this fund, or a total stock market, which means that you're investing in around 3,000 companies throughout the United States. So broad-based means that you're investing in multiple companies at once, and low-cost means that the fees are low. So keep in mind to look for investments that have low fees, otherwise those can be a real drag on your compounding growth of your investments. If you haven't done so already, I'd really encourage you to read the book The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins, because he really breaks down how and why investing in index funds really is super easy to do for the average person. So if you are investing in a lazy way, you are not having to spend a lot of time watching the market, trying to decide when to buy or sell. Rather, you just let the market, which means let the stock market do its thing, which will likely mean it'll go up and down with time, but over time, it'll always eventually increase and you will have growth of your investments, which can help you build wealth over time. Another common myth that some people believe in regards to investing is that you need to pay off all of your debt before you start investing. This sort of sounds like a lot of what the Dave Ramsey approach is, where he's so against debt that he wants you to throw all of your money at your debt no matter what to get out of your debt and then consider potentially investing afterwards. However, You can actually do both, especially if you have a 401k 
or perhaps something similar like a 403B or a 457B through your employer, and they offer what's called an employer match. An employer match is where your employer says, hey, if you invest a certain amount, a certain percentage, we will match it and invest that amount of money on our behalf for you. And it's a bit of an incentive to encourage you to invest. Some companies don't offer this or they might not offer it until you've been working for a year or two for the company, which is kind of unfortunate if that's the case. But if you have access to an employer match, do everything possible to invest the maximum amount that would allow you to get the maximum matched amount from your employer because it is literally free money. Another way to easily invest while you're paying down debt is depending upon your health problems as well as the different types of health plans offered to you. A health savings account, otherwise known as an HSA, might be a great option for you to have. It does have a high deductible, but if you don't utilize healthcare very often, meaning you don't go to the clinic or the ER too frequently or have a lot of surgeries or don't use very expensive medications, then maybe a high deductible healthcare plan with the option of having an HSA would be a good option for you because HSAs allow you to invest and they are absolutely wonderful accounts. As with Roth IRAs, make sure that you are selecting to invest the money within the HSA account. Otherwise, it can just be sitting around hardly earning you any more money. Episode 12 talks about the power of HSAs. So if you think you're interested in this and haven't listened to that episode yet, go ahead and check it out. Another common investing myth that many people believe is that investing is essentially gambling. And again, the Simple Path to Wealth book, which I'll include a link to it in the show notes, is great at explaining how although the market goes up and down over time, it eventually always marches up. Kind of like if a roller coaster were going up the side of a mountain. It'd be going up and down, but the trajectory is up with time. And that's the key, is planning to invest your money for a long period of time, not investing money that you would need anytime soon. So yes, if you need a down payment on a house in the next few years, investing that down payment would be considered gambling in a few years because you don't know what the market's going to do in a short period of time. But over the long period, it does go up. Another investing myth is that some people think that they can time the market, meaning that they know when is a good time to buy a stock or when is a good time to sell a stock. Most investing professionals can't do any better with guessing what the market's going to do than index funds. So if the professionals can't really time the market, well, I wouldn't put my money on the fact that you could do better than them. Take the COVID pandemic, for example. When the stock market was going down in March of 2020 and was crashing, people who panicked and sold their stocks when the market was low, often they had no idea when to try to buy them back again. And so They're losing out on the growth because they sold the stock, but then also they might have to buy the stock at a higher price point when the market increased. And it's very interesting because the days that had the biggest downturns or the biggest losses of money, as well as the biggest growth of money, 
were only within like a few days to a couple weeks of each other because the market was so volatile at that time. So since you don't have a crystal ball, just leave your money invested and try not to panic if the market is going down. Another common investing myth is that young people, especially maybe a new grad PA, might think they have all the time in the world. They can start investing maybe sometime in their late 30s or 40s or even 50s before retirement. And I really encourage you to start investing as soon as possible, no matter your age and no matter where you are in life, because investing needs the magic of compound interest to allow those investments to grow and compound upon each other over the course of many years. And the final investing myth that I wanted to review with you today is that many people feel as though that it's safer to keep their money in savings in their bank account versus being invested in the market. And we've touched on a few key aspects about this already, but if the money is just sitting around in the bank, it's essentially collecting dust, it's earning a tiny bit of interest, but it's really not keeping up with inflation. Investing is one of the best ways to counteract inflation, which can make the value of your dollar lower with time. And many people can feel paralyzed and have this large amount of cash just sitting there in the bank. But again, I really encourage you to take the steps to learn how to feel comfortable with investing so that it can grow over time. And I want to commend you for listening to podcasts like this one or many other wonderful podcasts out there about financial independence or reading finance books or blogs or things like that as well. I hope that learning about these different types of investing myths can help reassure you that investing really isn't that complicated or that hard or as scary as what you may think that it is. I hope that it motivates you to try to take the action to start investing or perhaps consider investing a bit more if you are already investing. Feel free to share this episode with a friend or family member or colleague who is also starting their investing journey too, so that you too can build well together on your journeys to financial independence. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week and see you back here soon. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on. But more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.